Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. This is Paul Hawksby. And Andy Jacobs. And welcome once again to the H&J Daily, some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. Uh, making a welcome return to the studio, not been in for a while, Ramesh Ranganathan. He was on good form, wasn't he? He's been very busy, it's fair to say. He's done oh, a lot yeah. of telly and stuff. But uh, yeah, he's got his sitcom returning tonight, so we chatted about that amongst other things. Talked a bit of Arsenal, which you'll hear. Mm. Uh, we covered a fair bit of ground, I think, oh, didn't we, yeah, as always? a lot from, of ground. From whistling to uh, other matters. I'm going to do the show in my underpants and you'll hear why yeah that would have been terrible but uh, here it all is we'll have regular updates from the fourth ashes test at Old Trafford and if Steve Smith gets out before the end of the programme I'll do the rest of the show in my pants that's how confident I am that he's not going to get out. Uh, that doesn't. That's not much of because you'd say you, you'd do the rest of the show at the end of the show. So no, what the rest does that of the mean? show. Well, if he gets out between now and oh, the end okay. of the show, I'll, I shall strip off immediately and do the rest of the show in my. So pants. say they're going to be back out at twenty to two. Say he goes at one forty-one. Now I have to do the rest of the show in my pants. Will you do that? Yeah, well, I've just said I would. We don't necessarily want you to. I'll, I'll take a straw poll next door. We've got uh, Becky and Liv next door. Becky, they may not want to see no, she, that. She's already covering her eyes. <laughs> Bill, Bill would have wanted me to. Yeah, well, I'm sure he would. Anyway, it's, uh, we'll see what happens. So don't touch that dial then. Uh, or just hope Steve Smith gets out or don't. Yeah. I hope he gets out. Nine minutes past one. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Andy. Yes. It's, uh... So look, it was looking pretty good at 26 for two. 28 for two. 28 yeah. for two. Okay. Mm. Uh, and then what happened? Uh, Smith got his usual amount of luck that he's so lucky but I just I've got this thing I can't stand watching him bat I hate watching him bat he's like yeah. Jack Douglas the old That's comedian one for the kids he's this a comedian this, this would be interesting yeah. if you look we're gonna, go and look we, him up online you'll see exactly what Steve Smith we've is we've got Ramesh Ranganathan coming in later on one of the mod, uh, modern breed of comedians mm. and but this was a guy called Jack Douglas yeah. and his act essentially he did, did some acting as well he was in some of the carry-ons and other movies yeah. and he was a much loved comic character actor but his main character was somebody called Alf Epitetimus I'm looking at the producer and the kids next door look him up and uh, he was a kind of comic foil kid so what he would do uh, he'd come on say with Bruce Forsyth or something and he'd Mm. have a flat cap on and a bib and brace like he was a kind of he was a tradesman and he'd have a ladder with him and he'd come on and he'd say, Oh, hello, Mr. Hooray! And he'd throw his arm back and he'd yeah. make this noise. He had a whole load it was of like ticks, He had, he had like a nervous tick, yeah, yeah, which is why he's a bit like Steve Smith. Yeah. So it would be great for Steve Smith after the game to say, <laughs> Steve, fantastic. Another double century. How are you feeling? Well, yeah, look. Hooray! <laughs> that would be good, wouldn't it? Yeah. 
Steve Epitetimus, you can call him from now He's got this really annoying habit of like... Of getting lots of runs against England. When he plays a shot where it should have gone and then he points in that direction and then he points in the direction does. He's got facial tics as well. Like there was a half-decent ball uh, earlier on and he kind of thumbs up and he's making kind of strange mugging faces, smiling and then frowning. And then the old arm goes I over can't the top. Stick him, he's so ugly to watch. Oh, okay, fair enough. Uh, if he if he was out first ball, you wouldn't mind him, would you? No, no, I'd love him. <laughs> anyway, we'll keep an eye on that one for you. They'll be back out at uh, in about half an hour's time. Yeah. So, um, what, what else sport did you watch last night? I didn't actually. I uh, I watched a load of TV. <laughs> Normal oh, okay. TV. What? So take us take us on your oh, when it. there's no sport. On what does Andy Jacobs I watched watch? Neighbours. I watched Instinct. What's instinct? I watched Romish's new series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was very good. You, we we talk about we that. We got a, um, a yeah. couple of. I watched um, the last one of the of the old series. Mm. It was good. It's funny. Yeah, it's good. Uh, it's yeah. good. And uh, yeah, Alan Cummings uh, series. Oh, okay. Was that the one where he plays a sort of detective? Yeah. Yeah. What? You know, watch one. He was all right. I right. watch one. I, I, thought, I wouldn't know normally watch, watch it. Life too short. I'm watching really. the 2020 tonight. Yeah, oh, that, that should be very good. Yeah, to... back into a bit more sport. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, the cheeky girls are in the papers, aren't yeah, they, Andy? they are. Um, and uh, we were fortunate. We met them once, didn't we? Mm. We were doing, a, this was a classic Alan. We were doing an outside um, broadcast. They, the the on, launch of our The Come On England single at St. Single, Catherine's yeah. Dock. And it was a little private party for kind of clients and the people behind the single. Mm. We're doing a show from there. So Alan said, go, go along to St. Catherine's Dr. D, meet all the presenters. None of them were invited. <laughs> I mean, it's always lovely to see the listeners. But we had, there was a very odd bloke wandering around with a table tennis um, trophy, yeah. wasn't there? He looked he's like Ben still, Gunn from Treasure Island. He's, he's probably saying, still listening. And he kept saying, um, oh, why don't you do more table tennis on your show? And I thought, what's that trophy? related to Paul Trevelyan. He might, he might be a good player. And we looked at it and it said, Butlin's runner-up, 1964, Minehead. And this bloke was carrying the trophy round. I've got something for the listeners this mm. afternoon, though, Andy. I want to get them involved in this. You may have seen this story of a uh, fella who uh, thought he, he was sitting on a gold mine, literally, because he had a pair of Jimi mm. Hendrix old kecks. I wouldn't have thought there was a massive market for Jimi Hendrix trousers. Uh, but there is. Um, yes. Yeah. They're um, worthless, though, because he altered them. That's right. He was given a pair of trousers by <laughs> Jimi Hendrix in 1967. And uh, some of his some of uh, Hendrix's clothes have gone for 25 grand. So old Mickey Martin, um, he thought, I'll look into this. But what happened was, because he wanted to wear them... <laughs> Who gets memorabilia? Has it taken in or out because you want to wear them? I don't actually had to have it let yeah, out. Yeah, he'd it? had them taken up by three inches so yeah. he could strut around town. Oh dear. I mean, it's like the idea you're in a club, you say, good evening, ladies, how are you? Like my trousers, red velvet. Yeah, and they'd say, oh, yeah, they're okay. So, Jimi Hendrix's. <laughs> are they? Say, yeah, Jimmy, I'm wearing Jimi Hendrix's trousers. But um, he found out in the end that rather than being worth 25 grand, he devalued them by having them uh, taken out. And I think they may have had a bit of stainage on them as well. And you know, Jimmy never signed them. That was it. Yeah, but, uh, that's so, probably even more important. Looked, really. Yeah, I mean. But anyway, we were just interested well, in Why did you. he give him the trousers? I don't know. Maybe I mean, it's not the sort of thing you maybe, normally go around maybe giving Maybe it involved people, a bet it? with Steve Smith getting out before four <laughs> o'clock. I'll take it, do the rest of the show, I'll do the rest of this concert at Woodstock uh, if Steve Smith's out with no trousers on. <laughs> the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport.
Well, Tween Jacobs here on TalkSport, making a welcome return as his sitcom actually returns yeah. tonight on Sky. It's Ramesh Ranganathan. Good afternoon, Rob. How are Hello. you? Hello. I'm very good, thank you. Yeah. Thanks for having me on. The Reluctant Landlord yeah. in Series 2. I very much enjoyed it. It's uh, and You're compa- of... You have to say that, don't you? No, but it's... Well, we do, no, but we, we do, both but watched it last yeah. night. And we did. I watched oh, the first you, one yeah. and then I watched the last I've, one and, it's, we've and then you've got the new series coming up. Part yeah. one of the new series and I saw practically all of the first series, I think, so no, I did enjoy it. And, oh, uh, good, thank you. Yeah, you're not I'm sort of trying to analyse here. You're not an actor by trade, are you? But I think you, you carry it off. Well, I did. I, you know, I was a bit nervous about that, to be honest with you, because I thought my strategy was to surround myself with really good cast members, which will either elevate the show generally or highlight my inadequacies. Yeah. Um, but I thought if I can't play a version of myself, then <laughs> we're in trouble, do you know what I mean? But I did say to the director, like, please be honest with me, if I'm not... Because my tendency is to kind of really underplay everything, you mm. know, because I don't... You know, emotion and uh, and expression are not things I usually use in life. You know, at home with my kids and wife. So it's something that I've had to sort of uh, work on. You know, just just the level at which you're playing it. Do you yeah. know what I mean? So all of those sort of things. I, I asked the director. We had like long discussions about how to do it and stuff. So family sitcoms are generally hard because when you're mm. when you you've got kids, the kids can come across a bit precocious. It's gonna be quite hard. But I think I think the kids are really good in the show. Aren't yeah, they? yeah. You have to be like. Uh, Careful, I guess, because mm. you don't want to. You want to. We, I mean, the kids that both the kids, uh, Jada and Alex, who've got in it, are, are great, amazing. But you sort of, um, you want it to look natural, and you don't want whenever you go to the kids for it to bump the, you know, bump the viewer or whatever. And they were just excellent. In fact, Alex is. I mean, they're both more experienced actors than, than me. And every now and again, Alex in particular, we're about to start a scene, and he would just lean in and whisper. Don't mess this up. Just like in a really sinister <laughs> way. I don't know if you're trying to psych me out. There's, well. a, there's a version of your mum in it. I mean, your mum appears in a lot of your work. But, yeah. but in this, there's a version of her, isn't it? Yeah, basically. yeah. Play, uh, yeah, Shaheen, uh, who plays my mum, she, um, she, I think she was slightly nervous just because it, it's made more mm. nervous by the fact that my mum has been seen on TV, you know. Mm. Um, but she, uh, she got it great. I mean, the, the biggest test was my mum watching the show. And she's given a seal of approval, so yeah, that's, that's fine. The um, for those that haven't seen it, the kind of the basic premise is that you've taken over a pub from from your dad, and it's the kind of cast of misfits and ne'er do wells that occasionally pop into the pub, and your family as well. And, yeah, and it's sort of it's based on the fact that my da- my dad ran a pub for like fifteen years mm-hmm. and then passed away suddenly, as as we have it in the sitcom. And in reality, my brother and I tried to run it for a few months and then realised it was beyond us. But this sort of is like a spin on that of, of a guy that has to continue running it um, and is sort of living in the shadow of his dad being a much better landlord. And, it, and, and all of those characters that we find in the pub are based on sort of amalgamations of characters that we did have in the pub, you know. What was the most difficult thing you and your brother found then when you were, you, you were running the pub? Well, the truth is, is that that pub that my dad ran is very much like the the Seven Swans in the in the show. In that, mm. it's not like one of these gas. It's not one of these future looking gastro pub things. Mm-hmm. It's just like a regular's pub, and so. Um, it's very much a personality-driven pub. And my dad was very sort of outgoing and into it and, you know, wanted to be, you know, life and soul. Mine host. Yes, yes. exactly. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. And, like, you know, it was a... You know, he was an Arsenal fan. And, like, people would come and watch my dad's 
violent reactions to how Arsenal were doing on, <laughs> on like on the, in the pub, and so and then when my brother and I took over, we just didn't have that, and they just they missed my dad being there, you know, and so the pub suffered as a result. It's, it's very much all about the landlord that yeah, pub, you yeah. know, and the people come and, and meet up, and so. Um, and what we found difficult was when the regulars don't have that relationship with you, the pub just starts to suffer. And, you know, as is the case with pubs all over the country, you know, unless you're willing to really take a punt, put a lot of money into it and really drive it forward, you're, you're going to struggle. Mm. The end of Series 1, you, you smashed up the pub, you and the regulars, thinking that you weren't going to be running it anymore. Yeah. And uh, now you've got another six months. I know. <clears throat> um, well, I to be honest with you, I um, I wanted to really destroy the pub. Uh, when we were writing it, I wanted it to be absolute. I wanted to smash it like the whole thing to pieces, mm. and then they said to me it's too expensive. So we sort of settled yeah, on this kind of. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we settled on kind of this uh, illusion of it, and then um, we kind of finished the first series with him because he they'd sort of thought they were going to lose it and they didn't. He sort of had a renewed interest in trying to in trying to set the pub up, and so we sort of see him trying to push the pub on, but in as low effort a way as he possibly can, basically. I mean, he's a lazy guy, but he wants he wants the pub to do all right, but not if it requires any effort. That's, mm. the, that's the crux of it. You've uh, got a good cast, of course. Sean yeah. Gibson, Sean play, Gibson plays your wife. People yes. know from Peter Case. Casting. Yeah, she was, uh, she's just amazing. And we mm. were so um, we're so lucky that she she's done it. In fact, one of the things that sort of occurred to us when we were doing the first series is, because it's almost, it's not two sitcoms, but you have sort of the family side of it and the pub side of it. One of the things that we thought was a bit of a shame about the first series is that Sean, who plays my wife, is is not was not down in the pub enough. So in this series, we thought we'd br- properly bring her into the gang, you know, because she's so good. Uh, we just wanted her in the show as much as possible. And Nick Helm, of course, he was brilliant in Uncle. And, yes. uh, he's a good comedy actor. Marek, well, we've got some very good people in it, no yeah. question about it. Uh, you, you yourself, though, have been so busy in the past two years. I mean, since we probably, I don't know when the last time you came in, but... Yeah, I think, I, I honestly think it was coming on the show last time that kicked it on for me. Do you know really? what I mean? Yeah, because it was sort of... <laughs> well, I was sort work, of wondering... Hasn't for us. I was sort of wondering... <laughs> we're still wondering, <laughs> wondering what my What's next steps were going to be. I don't know, but I just came on here and then it all started coming in, you know. Well, that's good. Uh, no, it's just, to be honest with you, it's, it's sort of... Um, it's a bit of things coming together at the same time, you know. Mm. With, with the sit, For example, this sitcom, you know, the first one came out last year, but I first approached people about making that show maybe like five six years ago yeah you know, as, wow. as you know these things take a long time to develop mm. and you mm. write pilot scripts and then you do a pilot and then you change it and all those kind of things it takes a long time and so it was a little bit of a symptom of a number of those things that we'd been developing sort of coming to fruition around the same time and then i start becoming that guy that people go oh yeah no it's great it's been 20 minutes since i've seen you on i'm really <laughs> yeah. excited well yeah. no you go down blame you gotta make hey while the sun shines judge romish was a funny series I oh thanks very that. much and yeah. tom davis I think he's brilliant, and uh, he was yeah. funny in that too. Well, Tom no. is. Uh, Tom and I are very good mates, and it, and I think that as you guys know, you know, if you're working with mates, it makes things a lot easier. And obviously, and also, he's. Um, I think he's like one of the most talented sort of comic actors in the country, mm. and so to be able to do a show with him. Uh, it was just a great opportunity. So it's it's one of those things where it doesn't feel like work, really. You're just go in and have a laugh. Really. Has he not talked you into doing a murder in success film? I think. I that keep, might, listen. I don't know. That would be great. I kept saying to him, 
why am I not emerging successful? <laughs> and he kept on coming up with these different excuses because that show's like unbelievable. Yeah, like yeah. it's amazing. Um, and I kept saying to him, he goes, oh, you know, apparently you were busy. And then I speak to my agent and said, no, we've not had any calls in for emerging successful. So uh, I, haven't, I haven't actually settled that with him. So thank you for reminding me of that. Yeah. Okay, well, and Misadventures has been very popular. It looks like a great gig. I'm sure it's very hard work, but uh, yeah. it looks like a lot of fun as well. Yeah, I was nervous about doing that show, to be honest with you, because... I'd done a show a few years ago called Asian Provocateur where mm. I'd just gone back to Sri Lanka. I say gone back to Sri Lanka, I was born in Crawley, but gone to Sri Lanka. <laughs> Your mum was in that. Yeah, with my, yeah, my mum was in that and, and sort of looking at my roots. And that was very much like a comedy show. And then with Misadventures, it was a, it's a bit of a mix. You know, we want it to be funny, but at the same time, we're looking at these places that people don't tend to go to. Mm. And sometimes you end up talking about some, you know, serious stuff. Yeah. And that was nerve-wracking for me in terms of you sort of think, well, how are people going to receive that? You know, you, it's quite a gear change in the episodes of that show. But the reception to that has been amazing. It is a tough show to make, you know, it, but at the same time, you are getting to see amazing things. You know? Yeah, yeah like, I went to Zimbabwe and, it, you know, what an incredible country and obviously it's going through its troubles now, but just being able to see those sort of things and experiencing countries that you otherwise wouldn't have thought about going to, yeah. it's great. Mongolia you did, didn't you? Yeah, you did Mongolia. Yeah, Mongolia was, uh, I didn't know, I mean, I'm not particularly well informed, but um, but I really didn't know anything about Mongolia, mm. apart from it's the punchline to when people say they're going to the middle of nowhere, they say I'm going about Mongolia, it's literally the only yeah, thing I knew about true. it. Yeah, and so going to Mongolia, it was, um, I just had no expectations, and apart from, I guess, Genghis Khan and, and Empty. That was Those are the yeah, kind of yeah, two yeah. things. So it was really amazing to kind of get informed. It's a bit of a weird contrast Mongolia because the capital Ulaanbaatar mm. is it's the country in itself is one of the least densely populated countries I think it might be the least densely populated country um, but um, the city um, is massively overpopulated so you go from being in a really overcrowded city that can't take the number of people it's got yeah. to just being in the middle of nowhere and seeing nobody it was a, it was an amazing experience somebody we know trying to set up the uh, Premier League there yeah uh, oh right yeah, what, Paul Watson, Paul Watson yeah, hit, right. hit quite a lot brother. of politics yeah, Mark's right. brother comedian Mark's brother Paul oh yeah yeah, yeah it, it encountered quite a lot of internal politics right. and uh, corruption I didn't come up against that but, but I know they've, no. just, they've just started mm. doing stand up comedy in Mongolia Right. And um, they've got a comedy club. So I did a set at Ulaanbaatar Comedy Club. Um, and that well? was... Pardon? Did it go well? It went great. Well, the thing is, is that um, because, you know, because in, 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 over here, you do stand-up and people have watched so much stand-up. Whereas in Mongolia, they've not seen loads of stand-up. Yeah. So everything you do is like magic. Do you know what I mean? I mean, I did a callback and people's heads fell off. Do you know what I mean? It's like they've never seen anything so like what's it. it. What's the reference point? I mean, where do you, where do you kick that off? Well, I, mean, I you... basically, I knew that I couldn't, you know, none of the stuff that I normally do yeah. was going to work because, like you say, there's no there's no context for what I'm talking about. You know, isn't Weatherspoon's a nightmare? They're, yeah. not, they're not into that. Um, so I basically just sort of did 20 minutes about my experiences of, of Mongolia. Oh, okay. Um, but because, I don't know, it's just so new and exciting, it, it worked. I got away with it, really. But it was such good fun. It was amazing. It'll be on the circuit now, won't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All these, uh, fantastic. Ramesh Ranganathan with us in the studio. And uh, Reluctant Landlord returns tonight on uh, Sky One at 10 o'clock. Is that right? That's right, yeah. yeah. Uh, rain stopped playing the cricket, so uh, the, it really? the okay. listeners are safe from me. Yeah, and uh, I should depends. tell Ramesh, I should warn him, if Andy starts to disrobe if Steve Smith is out, he is so sure that Steve Smith is going to be there at 4 o'clock. Right. They said if Steve Smith is out before 4 o'clock, he'll do the rest of the show in his pants.
I wouldn't mind hanging around then. If that's, okay. if they, if that's, if that's potentially on the cards. Well, uh, we can all hang around. Certainly, it's all a bit of safe, I promise you. Yeah, you'll be fine. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Ramesh Ranganathan with us in the studio, and we've just been chatting about Reluctant Landlord, his new sitcom, his second series of his sitcom, back tonight uh, at 10 o'clock on uh, Sky One. And uh, we should talk a bit of Arsenal because, uh, is it, I suppose, as you've been travelling a lot and, and doing a lot of stuff, has it been more difficult to get there in recent months? Yeah, it's been very difficult. I, I, I do have a season ticket, mm. but. Um, I don't go very much. I mean, my my friend, my friend loves me. Of course, he does. Renewing my season <laughs> ticket because he gets to go. But um, you know, obviously, I do watch, but it's very difficult for me to get there. But I do love going there when I do. When you've been doing things like uh, Miss Adventures, have you have you been watching Arsenal in weird, wonderful places around the world? Yeah, we sort of try and find sports bars in like Mongolia and <laughs> places like that. And they do have them. Yeah, and you do. Um, and it's interesting to see which teams are being supported. Uh, Who's abroad. being in Ulan Bator then? What shirt mm. did you see? I saw what a few, it? quite a few Man City shirts in Ulan Bator. Oh, glory yeah. hunters. I know, I know. Yeah, I've always said that the, about the Mongolians. You Do you know what I mean? Always, they love a bandwagon. <laughs> Tony, they? Book, have you heard of any of these people? Tony Book, Dennis Stewart, <laughs> Mike Doyle, Neil Young. How many of you get a thousand yard stare from all these Mongolians? You're not allowed to support them. Yeah, you're not allowed to. I wonder how many of them are. It's true. They're is little it, quiz. It's true. There's a group of comedians that support Arsenal, aren't there? Yeah. Adam Davis is. Dara, yeah, yeah. Rob, yeah. Beckett. Rob Beckett. You sit with Rob, or you did when you were. Did you? Sit yeah, Stone? I, had, I sit with Alan. Ian actually. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Ian Stone is a big yeah. gainer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, they always um, they find it hilarious how infrequently I go. So whenever whenever I do go, I have to put up with about five minutes. Oh, yeah, so yeah. we're playing in red, and <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 the yeah, managers really are in Iron Marie and all this. Yeah, sort of stuff. So why was it Arsenal for you in the first place? Remind us. Uh, it was my dad actually. So right. my dad, when he first came over from Sri Lanka, he. Uh, was living in North London and just became an Arsenal fan. And uh, and so it came... From, we weren't given a choice, as is the way. Yeah, I mean? of course. So, I think um, that's right. Yeah, yeah. so... Um, yeah, so and just so it followed. And then it sort of became increased when he... He just became more and more passionate as time went on, really. So we had no... There was no discussion about it. We just all became Arsenal mm. fans. What do you make of it 
so far then this season? You're a bit more upbeat? Because uh, the... I, I, before, you know, at the end of last season, I was feeling pretty despondent because I knew that, you know, after Arsene left, we were going to have a state of, we're going to be in a state of flux and you have to just accept that there's going to be some development. The reason I felt so despondent is I wasn't of the impression that the board were willing to to spend the money that needed to be spent on on doing what needs to be done at Arsenal. And then we had, you know, a, a good transfer window and that felt very exciting. But the truth of the matter is, is that the defence needs sorting out and yeah. I just can't see why that hasn't been dealt with. And so it's just very, very frustrating. You know, it was exciting to see Pepe, Lacazette and Aubameyang on at the weekend. But what's the point? if we're just so careless and and awful at the back, you know? So it's that kind of, I feel more positive than I did. But for all Arsenal fans, it's just very, very frustrating to see what seems to be such an obvious deficiency yeah. in the team not being dealt with. It's just comical, you know? And, yeah. and so it becomes impossible to get really, really excited because you just think, it doesn't matter what the score is, it doesn't matter how many we score because you just, Arsenal will throw any lead away. Mm. You know, they've got it in them. You know? I still think they're good for top four this year. I, I feel like we could be, you know, we've got, obviously we've got people to come back in, do you know what I mean? But, um, and I, I, I do feel confident. I really do feel confident that we'll get top four, but it's just... That ongoing David Luiz will shore it up at the back. <laughs> yeah, of course, he's a rock. He's your Virgil van Dijk. It was so brilliant on Spurs' first goal to see him running in the... You always see... Watch when, when you concede, you'll always yeah. see David Luiz running into the picture as the ball hits the net. Yeah. But he's nowhere near the ball. <laughs> that, that, I've so seen that a million times for Chelsea, I promise you. Yeah, you must have been absolutely delighted. Oh, yeah. But no, he has these moments where he can be like so world-class. You go, what a player this bloke is, defensively and attacking Well, that's wise. the problem, isn't it? Because because whenever like your team signs a player, what I tend to do is I try I go and watch a YouTube, you know, best you know, yeah, best yeah. compilation. And David Lewis will give you a great compilation. But unfortunately, <laughs> the bits they leave out in the rushes are the stuff that you need to be worried about, you know? Yeah, it's true. So uh, that's the thing for him. Yeah, that's that, that's the trouble with those. Everybody does it, and they go off straight to YouTube and they look at those scouting report things. Seven or eight minutes of their finest work. Oh yes, absolutely. I call the family round. Have a look at this. This is what we've got at Arsenal. Come on, come on. Call Lisa over my wife. She doesn't care about football. But no, listen. I think this might get you in. There was Brilliant. one player. Uh, I think I can't remember it was that we were looking. It might have been in Kudu or Clinton and G. Yeah. And I looked at his show reel, and it's not often I come away from his best seven minutes thinking. Blimey, he doesn't look very good. That's as good as it gets. We have got problems. But, you know, t- everybody has got a good six or seven minutes yeah. in him, haven't well, they? Really, yeah. I mean, in I terms reckon of I've got career. a good two, two and a half. I used to play for Hazelwick staff team. Do you know what I mean? I reckon you could put together Do you right. turn out? Do you still play at all? No, like, I, I'm so terrible. I, I, I used to play um, I used to play a bit with this uh, five-a-side team, Real Madras. <laughs> uh, but they ended up just uh, my standard was too poor even for them it was uh, oh but I do, you know I do like to but yeah. I enjoy playing but the problem is is that I can only play for a short amount of time until it becomes obvious my level of ability and I can feel the anger from the other players <laughs> so then I just have to sub myself off where did Real Madras come from is that uh, was that just what just local five aside I've heard that one before because it's one of those names that does come yeah, up yeah 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 it's one of my mates at uni he came up with it but he yeah. um, we used to play uh, we just used to play locally around sort of Kingston and <clears> stuff like that but they, they dropped me um, uh, we had a few sad. others coming from the listeners Inter Me Local that was quite nice, a nice that's good uh, yeah. A3 Milan they yeah. obviously where they played 
Uh, Jesmond Lynham, team up in the northeast. That was good. <laughs> good. Um, what's the other one? We had uh, PSV Hangover. That that's quite <laughs> nice. Like that. Yeah, that's yeah they gave us a few of those. The listeners and Zurich Grass Smokers, whatever that means. <laughs> Uh, so yes, that's good. That's tickled me. That rail sociopath. That's quite good. That's quite these good. are great. Man. Yeah, these are from these are really uh, some of the listeners back in the day. Yeah. Unreal Madrid. Obviously, that was yeah, another yeah. one we got. Um, and you're touring uh, next. Is that yes, right? yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm just in the last few warm ups of the tour, so it's kind of in that bit where um, you're just sort of. You know, just polishing it up and trying to get it ready. I start next week in South End, so it's just um, it's fun. I do really love writing new material, and it's really exciting when you think of something and you do it that night at a gig. The immediacy of it is lovely, and and it's the thing that I love doing the most. But now I'm in the sort of the worst bit, which is I know that the the show that I've got now is basically the show, yeah. And so you're just sort of hoping it's it's good, and you know I think it's good, but it's just a matter of you know what audiences are thinking. A couple of quick questions. Uh, Shem says, uh, could you ask Romesh, is he really scared of heights, as as he says on the League of Their Own? And what's the most frightening thing he's done on that show? They they do put you through some fairly elaborate. Yeah, League of the Road, I made the mistake of telling them that I was scared of heights. And then obviously the producers all, their eyes light up and they think, okay, let's put him in those situations as much as possible. The worst one I did was actually, uh, it wasn't on this current series, it's the last series. It was called A Leap of Faith, where there was this sort of like clear perspex kind of platform. And I was up at the top of the studio and I had to walk along the platform and then jump onto this sort of trapeze uh, from the end of the platform. And it's all very wobbly and rickety. And I made it all the way along the platform and I stood up on the end of it and got ready to jump on the trapeze. And I thought, how am I going to sell it? This is going to be amazing. <laughs> this is going to be so incredible. And then I just missed the trapeze. Oh, so no. I, I did all the difficult bit. Um, <laughs> uh, but that was truly horrible. I'm not putting it on. I, I genuinely hate all of those things. Wow. Glenn from East Greenstead said, funny enough, I've just driven past where Ramesh's dad's pub, the Prince of Wales, used to be sad now that it's gone. He says. Yeah, it is, it is sad. Although when... Um, <clears throat> When we were running the pub, we kept getting told that um, we needed to have more faith in it and it could be turned around. And then when we walked away from it, they immediately knocked it down. So I, I, I think that we were being sold a line there. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from Talk Sport. Andy, I thought I'd found this. You know, we, we oh, yeah. always look for a little quirky mm. sports story, don't we? And I saw this and I thought, this is, she, this is interesting, we'll get her on. Britain's longest-serving pro whistler, oh, Sheila yeah. Harrod, uh, vowed yeah. to carry on to her dying breath in Sutton, Bonington, Leicestershire. So I thought, Britain's longest-serving... So she's a professional referee, so I thought she must be a professional referee in women's football. <laughs> no. That's the way I read it. Did you? Yeah. Oh, no, I knew exactly a what pro, it was. They call referees whistlers, don't they? Yeah, but I, I knew she was a sort of, what was that, whistling Jack Smith, well, one yeah, of those. This is, this is the yeah. kind of whistling she does. Really terrible, isn't it? Well, it's not. No, but um, I'd love to. I'd love no, to I've see John thought... Moss do that though for the final whistle. <laughs> Wouldn't it be great? Yeah, accompanied by a piano. Yes, that would be good. Good old Sheila. Though. Have, a bit, have a bit more. Something like a bit of whistling. Is there, kids? This used to be entertainment. You like John likes it. The producer. <laughs> I was Kaiser Bill's linesman. <laughs> so there we are. <laughs> The, oh, yeah. no, she does the bird song now. Listen oh, to this. Yeah. Got me seed. It's a strange <laughs> act, isn't it? 
Have they ever had one on Britain's Got yeah. Talent? It was it was a bit of a thing back in the day. There were yeah, acts that just went on did oh, yeah, whistling. Very popular, yeah. Maybe somebody's got to bring it back, Andy. It's quite hard to do. <laughs> I don't know if Sheila Harrod is related to uh, my favourite Harrod, which is Martin Harrod of Martin Harrod's Carpets. <laughs> <laughs> he's Who's he? He's a, I've talked about him before. Basically, Are you really? well, Harrod's Harrod's do, don't like people setting up as Harrod's this or Harrod's that. Yeah, but there's not much they can do about. Martin Harrod of Martin Harrod's Carpets because that's his name. Have you name. got chairs in the business? No, I haven't got. I don't even know anything about does he them. Give you a, does he give you a bit of offcut? <laughs> now and again, probably for the downstairs toilet. <laughs> Sounds like he does. And Monty Panesar. Oh yeah, we've noticed that he's got a sort of Twitter channel where he's doing reports on the cricket and weather updates and all sorts of stuff. Wow, great. but he's at College Green. <laughs> where they're all report. I can't work that out. Why has he gone to College Green? So he does do a little bit of reports? politics, a little bit of cricket. Well, maybe that's yeah. true. That, that we mentioned work. the cheeky <clears throat> girls uh, earlier on, mm. and um, apparently uh, they're, they're still working. They're playing at the Clapham Grand on Friday. I'm still very much in the Are entertainment they? business. I mean, they just had the one song, but they've eaten that out for quite a long they time. Have, really, yeah. Monica yeah. and Gabriella shot to fame in 2002, of course. Yeah. Um, and uh, they want to open their They're own... only 36 still. Yeah, I know. They yeah. want to open their own car dealership. That wasn't, <laughs> yeah, according to today's son. That wasn't the route I saw them going down. <laughs> cheeky was cars. Yeah, just cheeky cars. Yeah, you're going to say, yeah, come in, fully loaded, lovely vehicle. This is uh, sat nav, it's got the lot. So one careful lady owner. Yeah. Good, wouldn't it? Do you want a T20 birthday spread? Okay, is this me trying to guess the age of Yeah, uh, you'll of, know this person because you're a big fan of jazz. Oh, okay. And uh, so I think I'm going to give you only five. Mm. A little spread I'll of five I've been within five years. All right, then. Okay, it's Pele about. Yeah, Let's see it's Pele there? Because he is a musician. Yeah, Pele will be there. Pele will be good. While we're looking for Pele... Oh, there he is. Oh, no, I can hear him. There he is. He's just fading into the back. I wonder if Tim will be hearing this. He'll love this. Uh, anyway, it's a very happy no. birthday to the jazz guitarist Virelli Legrand. Yes. Legrand. Legrand? Virelli Legrand. I'll give him an extra zzz. Virelli Legrand. Virelli Legrand, yeah. Now, I've, I've seen his gigs loads of times, actually. The first part of any of his gigs are great, but he just can't sustain it. In fact, Borelli tyres. That's all you can say. <laughs> not bad. Not bad. Not bad. I'm looking at the producer. Oh, he's not so sure. Do you want the Borelli calendar? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, he brings it out every year. Imagine that. You're working in a garage. Oh, boys, I've got the latest Borelli calendar. And it's got pictures of just Borelli playing the guitar. Be a bit of a shot, wouldn't it? Yeah, it works for What's me. What's May look like? Just another bloke playing. It's just that bloke playing his guitar again. I don't think he's that old, is he? Um, 58. Well done. He's 53. The oh, spread yeah. was five. You're yeah. spot on. Yeah, I, I, yeah sorry. I made work. him slightly older than he really was, but I do yeah, apologise, well, Borelli, if you're listening. What are the chances? And there's a very strange transfer rumours. I don't know why they even start with transfer rumours. The European window only ended yesterday, but Juve uh, apparently uh, want William. And uh, you think, well, OK, fine. But haven't they got too many players already? You were telling me about... Um, 
What's it we're going to talk about this? Kialini. Well, no, we're going to talk about it tomorrow possibly. But Kialini oh, yeah. uh, and Emre Chan. Emre Chan's not happy at all. One is or he? two others have yeah. missed out. Some quite big hitters uh, have not made their Champions League squad because they've got uh, they've got too many players. Uh, Mario Mandzukic has not played it. Has not made it. Shall I yeah, say? Yeah, so I mean he was on the, the training, but he's a good player. They'll, they'll, yeah. they'll miss him in Europe. Yeah. But it, I'll tell you, it's interesting. I, I always enjoy listening to Sam Allardyce on Breakfast, and he's got very interesting views on football. But he always hits back when people criticise his football. Like Michael Owens had a go at his football, and you think, well, it can't, it can't be everybody. Can it? <laughs> you must have something to blame here. Well, no, it's been over the years. It's been yeah. very effective. I'm yeah, sure no, who's not saying back. who's not saying it isn't? But uh, the ex striker Michael Owen rapped that uh, Sam's football was cynical and Route One, and yeah. uh, the training sessions mundane. I mean, you know, obviously, Big Sam was not going to just take that lying down, and he didn't. The, uh, the he's not in- making many friends, is he, Michael? Owen? Not that, not that I am either, but uh, no. he's uh, he certainly isn't really. Well, like he said he, he, there's no point bringing out a book unless you're going to be honest about it. No, that's true. Stuff. Do you see that German bloke who won Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? I didn't see him, no. It's an amazing story. He's such a fan of the show that he built the studio, the set, in his own house and he played along with it for years and years and years and had won often, and so he thought, oh, I'll go on the, I'll go, actually go on the show. That's a bit like, it's a bit like the Alan Partridge thing, it's isn't it? It's a bit mad, I agree, it's <laughs> yeah. a bit off. But he, yeah. look, in the end, it played out for him. Uh, it's true, Jan Stro point, 35. It? It's, it's the Malcolm Gladwell 10,000 hours thing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. he'd watched all 1,445 episodes, studied nearly 35,000 past questions, yeah. and applied to take part dozens of times for 15 years before he was invited on the show. And, that uh, doesn't mean you're going to know all triv, though. There could be a question that could have come up that he couldn't have got right. So, yeah. anyway, that was a bit, well, bit of luck there. Bit of luck, quite good he said, it. normally when I play along with it on television, I do quite well up to the €32,000 question. But there you go. But the had fa- been the British contestant back in the day, and their old mm. mate Chris Tarrant was still doing it. Can you imagine, like, if he mm. had a contestant come on who said, I've got the set of this <laughs> in my house, and I play along with My house is basically the set of these. So, you complete idiot, he would have said to him. He says, the fact that I've been reenacting the show on my own quiz stand with all the sound effects, mm. even had the sound effects, for almost 16 years was certainly an advantage. Well, I think, well done to him, yeah. it's paid out. Now, uh, the in-house club channel. Uh, Chelsea, you tell me, have done away with it. Yeah, we're all very disappointed, I think. You know, people who've watched it over the years. And you can see the games, but it's it's through the app and it's more expensive and, you know, it's it's on your phone. It's just, it's just not as good. I don't, you know... It used to be available on Sky, didn't it? Yeah, on the platform. On, yeah, yeah. on the platform, well, yeah. Manchester United still is, isn't it? Liverpool yes, still Liverpool got is, their yeah. own. But they didn't quite take off in the way that everybody thought. I think when, you know, well, I think United pioneered... You know. Yeah, it is, but, I mean, in the end... You could, you know, from a right... I think there was still that feeling in the very early days there would come a time when football clubs would probably uh, get their own rights and be managing their own rights. They st- Even though they didn't mm. they work collectively with a Premier League, there was a time yeah. when I think I a lot know. of them we, felt we, that was we, the way we, to we go. We heard what happened with Paul Breen Turner with Spain. It's not yeah, a good thing. No. So, uh, because at Manchester United, apparently, um, after the recent performances, have been uh, phoning in and one they've been vetting the calls because one bloke swore on air when he called for the Glazers to leave, which is a bit much considering they're paying for the channel. <laughs> yes. So well, the channels were always a well. bit pravda, you know. It's always difficult for anybody working on the club channel to be too critical. You know? well, I remember, remember that first day of Chelsea Radio at the, the club when oh, yeah. the, the players were warming up and they decided to play 
um, the phone-in that was going on pre-match phone-in <laughs> where all the players... Yeah, I was doing it. Were you really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. All the players warming up on the pitch. Uh, Hello, lads. Great show. Can't <laughs> wait for today's game. But I do think Frank Sinclair isn't good enough to play for Chelsea. <laughs> Bloke's warming up on the pitch. <laughs> Rude Hullet's gone mad, hasn't he? Yeah, he went mad. And it was never played on the pitch again. No. Uh, be, really. What before games? But <laughs> imagine that you're warming up, and so listener saying, "Yeah, don't think, think definitely should drop Frank." Great. Uh, do you remember we spoke to um, I think the dean of Rochester Cathedral about the uh, crazy golf? Oh the, yeah, that's what they they set up a crazy golf course. A few people weren't particularly pleased. It's been pleased. quite popular, no, but the, and now it's turned into a sort of an eighteen hole course. So less uh, pleased. Uh, a sixty-seven year old man raged, and uh, I can't even tell you the language he used. He he said, "This is a." Cathedral, but yeah. with an expletive. No need to swear. Is it? He said it's a disgrace, and uh, and then he, in the end, it all got quite physical. So people are not happy about it. It's, it was always a strange one, that wasn't it? Really, you know, because he, in the end, it is a church. I, I get the idea you want people to come to church, but yeah. I'm not sure come to church and play crazy golf is the right idea. But there you go. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talk Sport. Yes, uh, thankfully we were saved by the rain. Uh, England only re-emerged just after four. It's almost like you knew yeah it's almost like you looked at the weather <laughs> forecast and you knew we're back tomorrow comedian Chris Ramsey joins us as does comedian Ben Elton as does comedian Alex Horn so it should be funny certainly more than usual anyway so uh, yeah and of course uh, more cricket of course and lots more besides so uh, thanks for downloading us we'll catch up with you then to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.